0: last week. I looked at our speaker, Dave, and I said so I'm going to introduce you. I don't know a thing about you. I'm embarrassed to say that. I don't know a thing about you. Other than we sit at this table, we share stories about our our wives, our children, our problems, whatever the questions are as we're answering it. You learn bits and pieces. And so I went out with Dave and dinner this week and had a three hour dinner with him to just talk to him. To get to know him. To figure out who he is. And so I would just encourage you guys, if anybody in this room is sitting in that same situation, take a guy out for coffee or something. Just get to know each other. This isn't just Friday for an hour. This should be a, a fellowship and just living with each other so I would encourage you to do the same a little bit about Dave he's a Floridian uh, sorry to hear that <laughs> married 25 years to uh, Cynthia has three daughters Nikki Tamara and Angela and he is a uh, car buff if any of you guys are car buffs he has a 67 or had a 67 GTO and he his career has been about auto parts actually had his own business for a while poor boy auto parts and he's worked for a couple of the chains Pep Boys and he's currently with O'Reilly who he speaks very highly of as being a very family oriented, really honest organization, so if you're into cars or you need parts, I would encourage you to talk to Dave or use O'Reilly. More importantly, Dave was a playboy in his 20s, like many of us, always looking for the bottom of a liquor bottle, and probably found it on many of occasions. But then when he got to his 30s, he came to know the Lord. He started a praise and worship mission with his family, and for 25 years, they went around the country, around the state, just honoring the Lord in, in, in praise and worship. Presently, he's uh, running, we, we joked, it's an international every man's battle session it's actually one guy coming in from toronto over zoom so we call it international but he's involved with that and he's doing a great job there and he continues to visit hospitals and nursing homes and just ministering and teaching the word of christ to people so he's really been serving the lord in his past 30 to 40 years so it's my privilege and honor to introduce to you guys dave collins might want to hold that applause you can't take it back so I
1: am a bit nervous guys usually I uh, do these talks one-on-one small groups this is a privilege and an honor to speak to you guys you know I'm not a complete stranger to everybody here at Iron Man actually my wife is probably better known by or I am better known as Cynthia's husband when uh, Carolyn Hill and her daughters went to TFA Rick Bonner was uh, the Dean when my older daughters went to TFA. And so there's a couple of people here that are dear to our my family's heart, and we love them so much because they're just awesome. Let me tell you my story. As Kevin mentioned, you don't know who I am. My story starts out as a, a little kid. All, the, all of those that know Rob know that he doesn't care if he lives or dies because he knows what's on the other side. After Sunday school one morning, I walked out in front of a car because I wanted to be with Jesus. Now, I don't remember that, and I don't know that I feel that way right now. I think I want to hold on for a while. But later on in life, A couple of years later, I was sexually abused by my brother. And uh, that stopped when I got older and I realized this was wrong. But when I was 15 and he came out of the closet, I knew that that wasn't me because I like girls, not guys. And so, as Kevin indicated, I became a Don Juan. Man, I was into cars, I was fast cars, I wanted fast women, and I wanted as much alcohol as I could handle. I would like to say I was kind of the chief of all sinners and I had no conscience. When I got into the, uh, like, around my 30 year old I started to hear that biological clock and I got married and divorced all for the wrong reasons. It was short and it was damaging to both of us. But shortly after that, God found a humble man, and he broke my heart open, and I received him at a church in uh, northwest Orange County. Shortly after, I was in many fellowship groups and wanted to bring a woman, a godly woman, into my life. Went on a blind date with a godly man and met my current bride. But at the time, we weren't married, and I got filled with the Holy Spirit in that church, and for two days, I felt like Rob does all the time. and it was like God's power and his knowledge and his wisdom was all around me. His protection was incredible. I was invincible for 2 days. We ended up getting married and because of our passion for the Lord, we went to Israel on our honeymoon, right? Pretty big trip. And it was an amazing experience, especially when we had a knockdown drag out fight in the Garden Tomb. I tell you, you know, sometimes your prayers are really, you know, but that kind of gave us an indication of how much baggage we had both brought into our lives, into our marriage. Her previous husband of 10 years had committed 23 physical affairs, 23 in 10 years. And he was a smooth talking, kind of used car sales guy and just, you know, from Tennessee and he could just talk the skin off of a snake. He really could. But they got divorced and I was blessed with two little girls when we got married, Nikki and Tamara. And then if you remember growing up, maybe many of you, the the numbers sadly say that 70% of you will relate to this. You're using porn right now. You're going to church, and you're still using porn. Only 30%, statistically, of this group don't use porn. Well, when I was a typical adolescent young man, I was looking at magazines and and gratifying myself. Well, that lifestyle and the fast cars and the fast women, you you think that's all behind you when you get married. And that's the biggest lie the devil tells you, is that you don't have to worry about it if you get married. So here I am in a marriage that's hard to handle, and we're having a hard time getting pregnant. Well, infertile. Seminization comes along and of course I've got to make my own contribution. i got to fill the vial. So the doorway to masturbation was opened up again. And our marriage became very dysfunctional. We would have a fight. The stress would be high. I would act out. She would recover. She'd be ready for love. And I was running on empty, if you know what I mean. And it went on and on and on. Now, all through this time, though, we had a ministry of praise and worship. It's a fun ministry to preach God's word and God's love. And that was in my heart this whole time. But there was that hidden sin, like many of you may have right now. Well, through prayer and realization that my wife was not crazy, she was tired of me blaming her for everything. She put her foot down. We got separated. I didn't respond well to that gentleman. We were married at this point about 15 years, and uh, that gave me kind of the exit that I wanted, or I thought I wanted. Now I could kind of just roam freely about the cabin and hook up with my old buddies from my 20s and hang out on Wednesday night happy hour. But I went to every man's battle. Uh, a ministry I highly recommend, a weekend concentration camp for you guys, so to speak. And I also went to a ministry in Thomaston, Georgia, called Be in Health, which speaks and teaches about the spiritual root to our disease, whether it's physical, emotional, or psychological. Through those ministries, I was able to, well, I'm kind of am an old surfer guy. If you've ever surfed out in the ocean, you know the waves can tumble you, and you're just lost. You don't know which way is up. But it was through those ministries that I was able to put my feet on the ground instead up. They taught me in simple terms what I needed to do as the spiritual leader of my head. And I can't say that I'm all that, but it taught me. And it showed me how to be strong. I reconciled with my wife and she was thankfully willing to take me back. And I, I got to tell you guys, this is a tough ministry that God put on my heart now. It's fun to build beds and to feed the homeless and to do things like that. But there's trench work. These guys at this table here, they do the deep trench work, right? They clean up our society and they, they, encourage people for correct behavior. It's not a lot of fun. It's not glamorous, and they'll tell you. They've got horror stories to share. I hope one of them will tell us the spiritual battles that they see when they're out there fighting a physical enemy. You know, I learned, I I, I go through some of these scriptures. Listen to these. In Job, I have made a covenant with my eyes. Why then should I look upon a young woman? In Psalms, I will set nothing wicked before my eyes. I hate the work of those who fall away. It shall not cling to me. A perverse heart shall depart from me. I will not know wickedness. Proverbs, whoever commits adultery with a woman lacks understanding. He who does so destroys his own soul. In the New Testament, Hebrews, marriage is honorable to all and the bed undefiled, but fornicators and adulterers God will judge. And in Matthew, Jesus himself says you have heard it said to those of old you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that whoever looks at a woman to lust for her has already committed adultery with her in his heart. That's some messages. But you know, here's, here's the bottom line. Every one of you is ordained to be a leader. But how can you be a good leader? You know, a couple examples of good leaders. Abraham Lincoln, Martin Luther King Jr. And in modern times, I think we've got a heartthrob for Vladimir Zelensky. He is a good leader. They're respected throughout the world, but they had their weaknesses. Maybe you will recognize some of these names. John Laro, John Laro. Joseph Hazelwood, Edward Smith. John Laro was captain of the summit venture that crashed into the Sunshine Skyway Bridge, killing many people. Joseph Hazelwood was, uh, was uh, piloting the Exxon Valdez when it polluted the coast of Alaska. And Edward Smith, the RMS Titanic. Were they good leaders? If you're a bad leader, you will leave destruction in your wake. Death and destruction. Sexual sin is a sin of death. But remember this, whether you're a good leader or a bad leader, you are the leader in your home. So I want to remind you of the hopeful passages that we have. In Matthew, assuredly I say to you, and this is Jesus himself, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, I say to you that if two of you on earth agree on anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven, for where two or more are gathered. So don't hide your sin. Satan wants you to hide your sin and put it in the darkness. Jesus wants you to join together with others for your salvation message and to end that. And lastly, I want to leave with this one scripture. In 1 Corinthians 10.13, no temptation has overcome you except such as common to man. But God is faithful and he will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able but with the temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. So recognize the spiritual warfare that you're involved in. Reach out to men. You can reach out to me. Reach out to your prayer partners, your table captains, and I hope you enjoy the questions that I've, I've presented to you. But thank you for allowing me to share this message with you.